Welcome to the Ambitious Coach Podcast. This is a place where driven, determined coaches learn how to get off the business growth struggle bus and learn how to build a wildly profitable online coaching business. I'm your host, Allison Henderson, corporate dropout to six-figure social media business coach. I'm going to show you how I've been able to create the business of my dreams organically all through utilizing my social media platforms. So pull up a seat, take some notes, and get ready to see your life in bank account transform. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's interview was a fun one. I invited my friend, Eliza Martell. She is the owner of Eliza Uncluttered. I had her on today to talk all about organizing and decluttering. As someone who's busy running a business, I know my house duties get put on the back burner sometime. I'm sure you can feel me on that, right? Womp, womp. (laughs) So she provides a few great organizing hacks that I actually implemented right after recording this episode. She also shared the different types of organizers, so I was able to find out which one I really am. And she also gave us some other great ways to quickly organize your house, to get ready for the holidays, and really just any time of the year. So if you don't know Eliza, Eliza is the owner of Eliza Uncluttered. She is a professional home organizer and mom of two. Before starting her business, she was a full-time stay-at-home mom. She knows firsthand how a cluttered home can be frustrating and overwhelming. It was through her own decluttering journey that she was able to find herself and gain a clear understanding of how to help other women. She focuses her efforts to help women declutter and organize their home so it is working for them, not against them. By working with an individual's organizing style, the space becomes easier to use and maintain. She loves to help her clients make room for the important things in their lives. I'm just so excited for this episode, guys. And here it goes. Enjoy. Welcome, Eliza. Thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to dive into this today with you. Yeah. Well, if you guys don't know Eliza, her and I are actually in a community together. It's called the Happy Mama Wellness Community. And so that's how I know her. We're both mentors in this um, in this community together. And we just are so into empowering or helping moms with empowerment, motivation, just really loving themselves. And, you know, for me, it's building wealthy, you know, profitable businesses. But Eliza, I would like for you to tell people, like, what do you do? Um, and I don't know, I feel I, I love I love, love, love what you do because every woman, every mom, every person needs this in their life. So Eliza, tell everybody who you are and what you're all about. Oh, sure. I'd be happy to. Hi, I'm Eliza. Um, I'm from Eliza Uncluttered and I'm a professional home organizer. (laughs) I help moms declutter their physical space to clear out their mental space and have the capacity to do other things. (laughs) Um, I Like Allison said, I'm a mentor in the Happy Mama Wellness Community. So I do a monthly call where I talk about different areas in the home or different ways to tackle home organization, specifically decluttering, but we get into lots of other things. Um, And I love connecting with other women. I love kind of being that that voice of reason to chalk you down from the perfectionism and to kind of um, chunk things down to smaller, more doable things so that you can, you know, make progress and not get overwhelmed as much. Yeah. I think what I love about the community that we're a part of is like, it's just really helping moms be less stressed out, less overwhelmed, like less anxious, whatever the word you want to use. Because at the end of the day, like what really stops us from being our best self is because we have like so much weight on our shoulders and we're just feeling like, God, there's just like so much to do. And 
like sometimes we just as moms like just feel like we're drowning and it's like ah so that community I, I love being a part of myself as well and it's just one of those things where um like there's people out there out there's people out there right now that are wanting to help and so if you are interested please check out happy mom and wellness community we'll put it in the show notes um but yeah so eliza i had you on today because i know the holidays are coming up or depending on whenever you're watching this this is something that's going to be so relevant no matter what time of the year it is but like there's a lot of overwhelm this time of year um presents um family uh just people having people come over so you can feel like you have to clean the house but you also have to like wrap gifts and all these things like there's so much to do. So whether you're a mom or not, right? It's just like, there's a lot usually going on, like maybe work deadlines, all these sort of things. Cause it's the end of the year. Like, how would you tell this woman right now to like, chill out? Like, what would you make like, chill out? This is what I would, ta- this is what I would have you do today. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So I totally get it. Like we're just starting off December now. And for me, this is one of the busiest times of years. Um, I am a mom of two. And I do a lot for, we celebrate Christmas in our house and I take on a lot of responsibilities. Um, however, like you were saying, I could say the same thing. Like if you talk to me in June, right before school ends or in August, or right before it begins or right near Halloween, like I'm always going to be like, oh, it's such a busy time for me. So I don't it's know anybody who's not busy, like all the time. You know, when you go to somebody at the supermarket and you're like, hey, how are things going? Oh, we're just so busy. Like, who's not busy? Who doesn't like stack things on their plate like all the time? I swear to God. Like, I feel like everybody's just walking around, like always just thinking, wow, there's just a lot going on today. Right? It is it's so true. So because like I know you have a lot going on at home, I would recommend to that person, whoever you may be. Um <laughs> Take it, chunk it down. Like we don't have to be perfect right out the gate. We do not have to empty out all the cupboards in the kitchen and get a perfect kitchen organization for somebody to come in and start opening our cabinets. Because I mean, who does that? We just need to work on the spaces that if you are having people over, um, that they're going to see. So you don't need to go down in the basement and start organizing all that if nobody ever goes in your basement. Focus on, um, Alice and I were talking right before we started, and the coat closet, if you're having guests over and you want to be able to hang your coats, take 30 minutes to go through your coat closet and figure out, well, what, first of all, what belongs in here? And if it doesn't belong in a coat closet for you, go ahead, take it out. Um, figure out what you have been wearing or not been wearing, if it's in the right season, um, and if it still fits. Because half the time, especially if you have kids, you have coats in there that you're like, oh, these are from like two seasons ago, and we don't need them. And the other great thing about this time of year, especially for like winter gear, great time to donate, great time to help out other people. So sometimes we have this idea that we need to hold on to things. Cause like, what if in case I need this, but like, if you know, it's going to help somebody else, it just makes it that much easier to, to be like, okay, I can't use this right now, but this person needs it. And it feels good to help those other people. Oh, absolutely. Uh, my husband and I just went through all of like our old shoes, our hats and gloves and it's like, why are we keeping, we have like 20 hats. I you wear, I wear like three hats, maybe tops throughout the year. And I buy more because just yeah. that's just the nature of things. Or we get gifted them throughout, you know, through the holiday season. And it's like, gosh, I don't need all these things. Like, and I think it's hard 
to, to say, Oh, like I should, I should donate this. Cause like, I don't, I don't know about you, but I hold attachments on to certain things. So I'm like, Oh, somebody gave this to me, but like hmm, 25 years ago, like, <laughs> like or, Oh, this was like my dad's hat and gloves from when he was a kid. There's like a lot of things that I have like mm-hmm. that, where it's like random. What do you do when someone's really not wanting to give up something like that? Like, like okay, well, I got these hat and gloves 25 years ago. What am I, what, why am I keeping them? So <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll never know the true attachment that someone has to it. So I'll never force anyone to get rid of anything, but you can take a few things into consideration. I question if you're holding up something and I'm like, eh, why are we holding on to that? Like if you can respond to me with answers on why, and it makes, and it still makes sense to you because sometimes you're like, this is important. It was a gift. It's like, okay. Um, do you like the colors? Are they comfortable to wear? When was the last time you wore them? Do we have enough room in our space for them? Um, Because one thing I love to recommend to people is from Dana K. White, it's called the container method. And whatever the container may be, whether it's a basket on a shelf or a shelf itself, if you've just designated that as the home. And for, let's say for gloves, you have a bin for all your winter gear and each person gets a bin. So your bin is overflowing. That means your container is full. So we need to use the container as the bad guy. And what you do is you take everything out of the container, whatever it is, and you start putting your favorites in first. And then with the stuff that's left, that's when you decide, okay, you, you don't make the cut, you're going to go. Or if you're like, no, I do love you more than what I put in there, you can like swap it out. Mm. But the whole idea is you, you make the container be a bad guy. So, and that also gives you the opportunity to be like, all right, you, you clearly are not one of my favorites. Do I ever wear you? Do I ever use you? Could someone else use you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I feel like even you said something about having our own containers. Like we have just bins of like all of our stuff. And I get very overwhelmed fast when I go through like all the kids hat and gloves. It, same thing with all of their um, like their drawers and stuff, too, where I, I don't have organization as far as like here's like Mar- my, my, my youngest one is Margot. Here's Margot's hat and gloves or here's Margot's socks and T-shirts or <laughs> like I, I don't do that. And I'm like, oh, even when you just said that, I'm like, that would make my life so much easier if she just had her own bin for her hand gloves. Why don't I do that? Why don't I do that, Eliza? Like, <laughs> if you have this face, I totally recommend it. Um, <laughs> one thing, I'm like, oh my god, this that would make my life so much easier. Oh, having that separation it can be such a help. And then another thing with kids and bins is they're considered macro organizers. So like macro is big, broad categories versus like micro organizers where you just pare it down really, really far containers and containers and containers. Yeah. Um, So just having a bin for my daughter and my son, I have two wear baskets for their hats, scarves and gloves. And I just toss them in there. Like, I don't care about finding like how hard it is for them to find it because they're going to dump it out no matter what. So having it at least that one person's responsibility kind of um, makes maintenance even easier. Mm-hmm. All right. So I know for a fact, like I'm running a business here, you're running a business. Like it's a kind of one of those things this time of year. Like, how do we in our minds? I guess the question is like when we're already really overwhelmed and we know that we have to clean something and we keep putting off cleaning or organizing or whatever, like what's usually going on when we're like putting that off? When we're just like, I don't know, does this make sense? Am I making sense to you? Um, 
<laughs> well, I put off tons crazy. of things that I don't find fun and enjoyable. <laughs> ah, okay. Maybe that's okay. Okay. Let's, let's talk about that. Cause like cleaning in itself, like if you're like somebody who's like, it's kind of like, like dishes, laundry, it's like, we have to do it. We know we have to do it, but there's sometimes like, okay, I don't have to clean my bathroom today. So I'm going to keep putting that off. Right. It's, yeah. like, it's not fun. It's not enjoyable. So what do you suggest to that person who just keeps putting off all this stuff? So, Oh, I could take that so many ways. So one thing is you could make it fun. And this works for kids too. If you have decided like, okay, I'm going to do it. You put it on your to-do list. Um, If you play music for yourself, that can be a huge help. And if you use a timer Mm. and do what um, is referred to as five minutes matters, it can make such a difference. So the whole idea of five minutes matters is that you set the timer for five minutes, any task, whether it's like going through emails. Now that's the one that I'm avoiding because I love to clean. <laughs> or like cleaning the, the bathroom. Not fun. Cleaning, yes. <laughs> yeah, the not fun stuff. That's the five minutes and you set a timer. You get as much as you can done in the five minutes. And then when the timer goes off, you can walk away. Mm. You, you can be done with that task for now because no matter what, you are five minutes better than you were with doing nothing. Mm. You're right. And over time, you know, little progress at a time can really eat away at something. And eventually you may learn that it's not as bad as, as you have made it out to be in your mind. You're right. It's that's always true. That's even with business tasks. It's like, Hey, creating content. It's like, it's not so bad when you just like literally put in on a 20 minute timer and just get super focused, laser focused on that thing. And you're like, okay, it's done. It's over with like, wow, it wasn't actually as bad as I thought it was going to be like, um, so yeah. I feel, I feel you hard on that. Um, so, I have to add to that because we yeah. had a coaching call You ha- with me. You had a coaching call and I was listening. Yeah. And um, once we got off, you had said something about just posting like as you are, even when you don't feel like doing it. And I was like, fine, I'll do it, Allison. <laughs> and it seriously was like a three minute thing. And it did great. Like I got so many nice DMs from other people that like, I feel you. I get it totally. And it's like, oh my God, I've seriously been dreading doing a reel for like weeks because I just didn't feel like I was in the right mindset. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you know, just sometimes you just go and do it and it's done. It's now done. you don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. I think we're always waiting to feel like it uh, or like I have to look a certain way, like especially with reels, like stuff like that. Like I have to look a certain way. Like when it comes to cleaning, I'm like, you're never going to feel like cleaning your house, right? Like you're never mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, you might though. Cause you like love it. But like, <laughs> I personally am like, I'm not the norm. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm personally not, I don't wake up going, oh my God, I cannot wait to clean my house today. Um, but there, I mean, yes, I know there's some days where I'm like, this is what I'm doing today. Cause I know I have to get it done, even though I don't feel like getting it done. And like you said earlier, it's like, once you start, it's not as bad. It's like, make it fun, do whatever you got to do. Um, I know on the days where like my husband and I are both kind of cleaning all day. Like, it's like, we make it a thing. It's like, no, today we're both off today. The kids are not home. Let's just like really buckle down and clean, clean, not like just like surface cleaning, stuff like that. But, um, so anyway, that really resonated with me because yeah, there's just times where it's, it does not seem fun at all. Um, so going into, okay, so I, we're, if, I, if you don't have kids, you might not be able to relate to this, but um, if you have kids, you probably will be like, I, I feel you hundred percent. Like when you're just, you just get done cleaning and your kids decide to dump everything out. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're just constantly feeling like, wow, this room is never clean. Like this room. And you might even have this with dogs. So you might be a dog mom and your dog every day decides to get out all the toys. Um, like. How would you, 
how do you, like, I guess, get over that feeling of like, my, my house will never be clean. Does that make sense? Like, even my, my kitchen, I clean the kitchen, the kids come home, the kitchen isn't clean anymore. It's like, uh, are we just constantly as adults cleaning and cleaning the kitchen? Like, nothing looks good. <laughs> uh, I feel that. Like, <laughs> I feel that with tidying because um, when my son was a little younger, I clean upstairs and he'd seriously be like this tornado that followed me. As soon as I yes. finished it, that's what he wanted to play with. And then this week, this holiday weekend, we just had Thanksgiving. I We had three events that we hosted three days in a row. So I wow. feel like I was just like clean cooking, clean cooking, clean cooking. And it was just like this nonstop. Ugh, I should have, I should have added a break in there. But anyways, I totally understand that and get it. And I think a lot of it um, for me would, I would have to say like having decluttered my home and having less stuff to have to deal with has lightened the load significantly. So instead of having 10,000 car toys to pick up, we have one bin and it's a bin for the car cars. So when they're not right, I can go with Connor and I can have him help with it and say, okay, time to put the cars back. All the cars go in the bin, put them in the car bin. And then I'd like to say you could do that with dogs. I don't know, but for dogs, it's, it's just a situation of like, well, what's the, what do we have for homes? Does everything have, like every place should have, every item should have a home in its place. So if it's dog toys, you have a basket. If you can just throw it straight in the basket, it's better than just having them randomly throughout the entire house and you never know where they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I have trouble with that. Not everything has a home. Like I have like toy bins. Like I think that's what, I mean, yeah. like what the problem is, like, I don't have just a car bin or just like a stuffed animal bin or whatever. Like we kind of like just throw it in a, in a bin and therefore my kids don't play with all the toys they probably should be playing with. Or like they might not even realize they exist because they're at the bottom of a bin or a trunk of some sort. So for, for me and clutter, my definition of clutter is anything somewhere that it does not belong. Mm. So if you, it could be as simple as trash. Like if you have tissues, we had a sick kid this weekend. So if you had tissues in the living room and they belong in the trash bin, well, that's clutter. It goes in the trash bin. If you have the hairbrush on the kitchen counter and it goes in the bathroom, that's that's clutter. And to rectify this clutter issue is you just create homes and you, you put them in your homes. Um, so whether that hairbrush goes in the bathroom or you decide, okay, we're doing our hair every morning in here and it just makes sense to have the hairbrush live in the junk drawer. It's just going to live there. That's where it will be. So you've given it a desk, um, a place where it can be found regularly, a place for people to know where to put it. But if you have these things that just kind of like linger about without a designated home, they're just going to float from surface to surface. Yeah. So how do you, I guess in my mind, how do I make homes for things that don't have homes right now? Like, well, the first thing to do is if you find something you're like, I don't know where this goes. Um, you can one, ask yourself like, where do I find this? Like, where would I go looking for this? Mm-hmm. Let's say you found a light bulb and you're like, well, what, where did I find a light bulb? Um, I automatically think like basement, closet, high place in the cupboard. Um, or another thing you can do is ask like, who's is it? Friends. <laughs> so if you find a pen and you're like, who would you hang out with? Well, you <laughs> hang out with other writing utensils. Mm-hmm. So they would go where you've been keeping all your pens and pencils. Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing for like 
condiments. If you found like ketchup in your fridge and it's just like randomly there, well, where, where are the mustards? Where are the mayonnaise? Like they just all should be grouped together. So it's, it's grouping like with like, um, and finding a home close to where you use it is super helpful. So like in the kitchen, if you're constantly, if you like to bake and you're always baking on your Island counter, that might be a really great spot to store all of your baking measuring cups and spoons and, and dishes and other things like that. Okay. Yeah. I just, I know for a fact we have, um, it is, I don't know if this is a Midwest thing because I live in Indiana, but we have the the junk drawer, like where all mm-hmm. of the random things. And like, it's funny because that's the home for a lot of like, it's like dice, pennies, markers. <laughs> it's like every random thing is in there. Every so often my husband and I do dump it and we like try to find the homes for it. But like it quickly, like just starts piling up again. Why do we do this as humans? Do you know? Do you know why we? Oh, have- I wish I knew this science. <laughs> I know. So I follow. Um, okay. So I might know why you guys do it. It depends on, I follow the Clutterbug philosophy by Cassandra Arson. And basically there's four different organizing styles. You have visual organizers and hidden organizers. Visual organizers love to see their stuff. Um, it brings them joy. It keeps them reminded about it. Uh, hidden organizers do not like to see their stuff. They like visual simplicity. They want cleared counters. If they have bins, they want them solid and they want them uniformed, um, just straight up for the simplicity of it. I am a hidden organizer. Um, there's nothing wrong with either ones. Mm-hmm. I have family that are visual organizers and I get it. It's just not what I would prefer to live in. Um, below that I talked about earlier is the macro big broad categories and the micro. So it's, let's say you're from micro, you have cars, but then within the cars, you have red cars on this side, blue cars on that side versus just like all cars hanging out. Um, so those each like pair off into the four different bugs. So someone who does not want you to see things and is a hidden organizer often throws things in drawers behind covered doors in closets. Um, you will, if you find, I think they're, who are they? They're ladybugs and the crickets. If you go into their homes, you'll find their messes behind closed doors. Like they'll look like a very tidy home, but then they might miss the mark on like super organization. That's probably me. Oh my God, that's so me. (laughs) (laughs) And a macro organizer, they like to put stuff away really, really fast. So like they're a macro organizer. I'm one. So I'm a ladybug. I'm a hidden hidden macro organizer. I'll just take things and throw them in the draw and close it Mm -hmm. um, because I'd rather put it away quickly and take my time to find it. My husband is a hidden micro organizer. He would rather take the time to put it away exactly where it belongs so he can find it really, really fast. Mm. So for like a junk draw, that would just be um, a matter of taking like those smaller drawer dividers that they have in containers, putting them as many as you can fit in the drawer, and then just designating homes that way. Yeah. My so mother-in-law for- does that. Like she has like her, like she calls it the drunk. I call it the drunk. It's not a junk. <laughs> it, we're all drunk, I guess. Uh, the junk <laughs> junk drawer. And she's like, oh, I'll go buy you some organizers. Like, look at mine. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that's really cute. But I'm like, I'll be honest. It's not going to ever look like this. Like mine would still end up underneath this or like in front of it. And this is going to get pushed to the back. Um, And it's literally, and I'm not sure if it's, if I'm one or the other, but like, 
I guess I just know it's probably in there. Like it's in there. Like it's probably in that drawer. Like if it's not in there, I wouldn't know where else it would be. (laughs) You sound like a macro organizer. Um, If you go to like clutterbug.me or or search clutterbug quiz in Google, you can find out what bug you are. Um, So for our junk drawer, I have the dividers Mm -hmm. and it gets a mess because I'm the number one person to use that one. Like I'm always throwing pens in the marker spot and pencils yeah. wherever, just because I'm, I'm literally throwing it in the draw. So every once in a while I get, I open it up. I'm like, okay, well you are out of control. So yeah. I'll just resort it for like that five minutes mm-hmm. and it, it's fixed for everybody else. And now everybody knows where to find things. But the, the reason it's good to know which clutter bug style you have mm-hmm. is because when you figure out when you decide you want to organize a space, organizing to that style sets you up for success because that's the way that your brain works. Mm-hmm. So my husband, like I said, he's a micro organizer. Our paperwork um, paperworks were very much filed and category within subcategory within subcategory. But I took it over for a while with the way that life was and I could not keep up with it. Like it was such a hassle for me to like put it within a spot, within a spot. And I didn't know that it was because of the way that I thought. I just thought like, wow, I'm so lazy. <laughs> and it, it's not. My brain just doesn't work the same way because I would be fine going into, I'm always going to bring up cars, like the automotive folder and like just search through to find his car stuff and my car stuff where he's going to want his own file for his car maintenance, his own file for his car insurance, and then my own file, which for me is is just not the way I think. Yeah. I think my husband's like that. Like he has like a file filing cabinet for all the things. And I'm like, I just shove everything in the filing cabinet and I'll find <laughs> it later. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like, why, I feel why you. do I do that? Why do I do this? Um, Cause yeah, I know it makes my life harder when I do have to go and find something. It takes me longer. It's quicker to put it in. But yeah. It takes me longer to find it if I actually have to find it. But I know usually know where everything's at, right? Like moms usually do know where everything's at. Yeah, we have a huge inventory in there. I know what's up. I know what's up in here for sure. Or like the likelihood that it's in this place is very high. Um, because yeah. I know that's how my mind works. I love that you you pointed all that. I know I didn't know that there was these all, all these different categories that like makes my life um so much easier now that I'm thinking about it. And now I can kind of like understand why my husband's the way he is too and how he organizes things. But this also like happens in my business. Like I, you know, and you probably get this too with like your own clients. It's like someone that needs like, I need the Excel spreadsheets and I need it to look like this and I need to have the organ. And I'm like, I am very intuitive and I'm not like, I'm not as organized like that. I'm more like, how do I feel today? How do I want to do this? Like everybody's mind. It's like almost like some people need the Google, like Google calendar, like on their iPhone or on their computer. And some people are like, I have the paper planner because I don't even want to look at my phone because it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I'm kind of like that. I'm like, I need the paper planner. So anyway, I, I love how you talked about this because like everybody's so different. Um, and then we have to just like make sure that our brains, um, when we're trying to find things or do things or organize things that like it makes sense to us. Then that's all that matters. It makes sense to you. Um, so I love that you talked all about that because I think that's really cool. Well, it's when I first came across it a couple of years ago, it was really like mind blowing because I kept buying organizational products for myself and they weren't right. working. And I was like, I'm just not organized. Where actually, um, I am a very organized person. I just did not organize to that standard. Thankfully, a lot of products have shifted over the last few years. Like the giant clear bins are perfect for macro organizers visual organizers. So, but it's very interesting. I love it. 
Yeah. And I love that. And um, so anyway, uh, I'd love for you just to share a little bit more about what you do for your clients. Oh, sure. So most of my time right now in this holiday season, um, I hit the brakes on individual clients. I do. Uh, I like to go in homes and be hands-on um, with the decluttering. And once that's done, I'll, I'll design a space for organization because before you can organize anything, you have to declutter because there's no point in organizing things that aren't going to be staying. Um, and that is something that I always work with clients on one-to-one because I I do not feel that anyone can decide what to declutter if it belongs to somebody else. That's like one of the number one rules of decluttering. That's why I love watching hoarders because I'm always like, why can't you give that away? Just throw it in the dumpster. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. That's probably a whole episode for another day is talking about hoarders, but like- Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's a whole nother, that you need professional people there. I get anxious watching that show. Yeah. <laughs> But um, so that's in home, which takes quite a bit of time. So like typically you do like three hours max when you work with a one on one client, because all of the decisions that are being made can just cause decision fatigue. It takes a lot out of you mentally um, for virtual. I do one on one. Those are about an hour long session where it's kind of like it's mostly do it yourself because it's virtual and um, I can't touch any of it. So we go over breaking it down into smaller steps and what should take priority and what we can work on. Um, and then I just check in and see how things are going until our next session. And then in the happy mama wellness community, um, I do my once a month call where I highlight different places to organize. And then in that community as well, we have mama huddles and other opportunities to talk. And I'm always available there to coach as we go along on what people are needing help with. If they get stuck in a space, what would I recommend for them to do? Very good. All right. Well, any last words of wisdom, Eliza? I feel like you're, you always have so many good little nuggets. I love it. <laughs> um, don't be so hard on yourself. It is okay. There is no such thing as an organization emergency ever. If things are driving you nuts, by all means, go after it, but it can wait till tomorrow. Because there are more pressing things and you are more important than that. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I feel like as women, we just put so much pressure on ourselves to have the perfect house, have the perfect everything. And it's like, no, like a normal house. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm right here. <laughs> uh, it's like it. it's not clean all the time. And I think I don't no. know, we just kind of get into this mentality of like we see all these like bright, beautiful homes online and it's like. No, it's just not how a normal house, especially with kids or dogs or anybody, um, you know, it's not, it's not clean all the time. So, um, yeah, I think we just put way too much pressure on ourselves to like constantly be like Instagram ready of like, oh, my, the background in my office has to look so pretty for me to like take, you know, take a, a snapshot or whatever. It's like, it's okay to have a unmade bed. It's okay to like yeah. have clothes that you just wore like hanging up or whatever. Um, so anyway, I just, I always like to tell people that cause I'm like your Instagram, like is like, it doesn't have to always be so perfect. Like be authentic, you know, with the messy, messy bun, but also like your hair or not your hair, <laughs> you're a house. It just doesn't have to always be so, so, uh, like I said, perfect. So, so tidy all the time. Um, there's a difference I think between like a, cha a chaotic home and then like, I just didn't get around to it today. 
<laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I, the Instagram perfect mm-hmm. can be so, or Pinterest perfect. Yeah. Pinterest Instagram perfect. Ready. Yeah. Whatever you want to call um, it. Yeah. Yeah. They can be really tap into those perfectionist moments that we have where we're like, if I can't go all out, I'm just not going to do it at all. And and that's right where that five minutes matters. It's like, well, if you, if you give it five minutes, you're going to be in a better spot. You're going to be a little more sane. So yeah, it's hard. It's especially hard. I think right now seeing all the marketing that's going on in Instagram and all the like, you need this, this holiday season, mm-hmm. your house won't be right without this kind of decoration. Mm-hmm. And the, the minimalist butterer in me is like, stop it. <laughs> People don't need those things unless they want those things. Mm-hmm. All right, Eliza, anything else that you want to share? Where can people find you? I guess I, I don't think you told anybody. Um, oh, well, I'm on Instagram all the time. Eliza.uncluttered. And we've talked about the community several times, but Happy Mama Wellness Community is a great place to connect with myself, with Allison and a bunch of other moms, um, which I love to do because that one-on-one coaching, that's really personal. Even like with you, Allison, and getting to chat with you on the business side, like sometimes it can feel so isolating as an entrepreneur and being someone that works mostly virtual is, it's not that chance to make those connections and to get that advice and to hear from like-minded people. Um, it's just great. So yeah, that is, that's a great place to connect. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yes. Uh, check out the show notes. You'll see the link for Happy Mama's Happy Mama Wellness Community and to connect the Liza too. So if you want some virtual help, uh, she can, yeah, she can work magic on your household and in your for your mindset as well. So thank you so much, Eliza, for coming on today. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Coach Podcast today. A couple favors before you go. If you found this episode helpful, please take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Most importantly, don't forget to tag me at Allison Henderson underscore coach. That's A-L-L-I-S-O-N Henderson underscore coach. And lastly, please take a minute to rate this episode and leave a raving review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen. Okay, ambition is great, but it's time to get to work. Take action and commit to being 1% better every day. Once again, thank you for tuning in and I will see you again next week.